Hello everybody, it's Alicia here and um, today is a slightly different podcast because today um, we're talking about something which I think is incredibly important um, because it's not about uh, necessarily our teenagers, it's really about teenagers all around the world. And so today I am talking to somebody called Jim Sewell. Jim has been a volunteer for Restless Development since 1990. Now I'm going to let him tell you a lot more about his story and his journey with them. Um, But I'll give you a little tiny bit of background on Restless Development. So Restless Development is a charity. It works in 74 countries. And the idea of it is supporting young people so that they can lead um, their local communities to overcome challenges they're currently facing so in the past it's been about ending child marriage there's been a bit on stopping the spread of HIV um, uh, now a climate change I think is another one that they've been heavily involved in and right now the campaign is raising money to help the areas that are um, most affected and least able to cope with um, the arrival of coronavirus so um, I'm sure Jim's going to give you a load more detail than I've managed but hello Jim and welcome Hi Alicia, thanks very much for having me on. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. So do you want to tell us a tiny bit about how you got involved? Because 1990... Yes, yeah, 1990. I I was really young then, so um, I was only 19 when I went to... Yes, I spent a year teaching in Zimbabwe um, and loved what Restless Development did. And they've been through a long sort of... lot of change over the years, um, so it's very much not a gap year. Um, type of organisation anymore. It's very much about people in their own communities, sort of training young people to help their peers in their own communities, which I love as a concept. So it's about helping people help themselves. So whether it's helping them set up businesses, so we have quite a, I help them set up this entrepreneur panel in the UK where we help fund and train people to set up businesses in their own communities. Um, to help feed their families and um, that's been really successful and incredibly sort of fun to get involved with so yeah no and I was just I was a trustee for nine years with them um, and saw their progress and um, very much at the end of that I used to sit in lots of meetings around different ways to fundraise and sort of and um, so I decided I wanted to go and set up a sort of series of events that would help fundraise both for wrestlers but also for other charities which I did about six years ago when I left my business so I spent the last six years building that the sort of um, flight center schools triathlon series which has got much bigger than I ever imagined and um, but it's been fantastic and um, and wrestlers just as a as a charity just do brilliant work um, like you said I mean they're, they're based in, in a number of countries and then work through lots of other youth organizations um, to partner in other countries so um, um, they're a very inspiring bunch so uh, I get a huge amount out of it. Well and it sounds like they get a huge amount out of you as well because it sounds like you're doing an enormous amount of work with them and um, and just because at the moment if, we, if we're kind of looking at the, at the situation for kind of youth around the world I think I'm right in saying that right now we are as what's known as peak youth is that right? Yeah, so that rests to certainly very much look at that as, yeah, that, that you'll never have more young people in the world and therefore you have to engage those young people in the development of their own countries. So, you know, it's not about going and telling people what they need. It's about going and asking what their key priorities are and then helping them deliver programs around that. So like you said, climate change, 
it's not something traditionally we would have got involved in, but because it's affecting a lot of the communities we work in, you know, at a far, far higher degree than maybe in the UK, mm-hmm. um, we're having to help a lot of people, whether it's in their farming programs, understand how to deal with the, the, the issues around climate change. So, you know, we basically listen, find out what's required and then help our young volunteers in those countries sort of deal with those challenges. So, you know, to me, that's proper development rather than aid, yes. um, which is far more beneficial in my book. Yeah, I would, I would agree with you. Um, and, and do you send volunteers from here as well to help them or is that no longer part of what you do? Because you talked about it no longer being a kind of gap year thing. Yes, it's certainly not a gap year, but the majority of our volunteers are in country and, and working in their own communities. But um, we are part of the International Citizen Service Programme in the UK, which is actually a brilliant programme where the government here um, fund us to send young people from the UK to work alongside our volunteers in Tanzania or Zimbabwe or Sierra Leone. Um, and then those young people, when they come back to the UK, they get involved with other campaigns and um, other programs back here. So they have to sort of give back when they come back to the UK as part of the, the agreement. Um, and it helps us fund programs. So it's a really good combination. And if, um, if, it's, if you've got an older teenager who is... Um, and, and actually, it's probably post-university and, and, and not just university students, anyone could do. We're very keen to send a whole variety of um, sort of backgrounds. And um, so, you know, if you're um, sort of a young person in the UK who wants to have a different experience, it's a very, very cool thing to get involved in. Right. I've got three who've just finished university, so they're all coming your way, OK? <laughs> yes, to get them to sign up. Yeah, so it's, yeah, the, the International Citizen Service and they're off your hands. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Mind you, I might delay putting this out so I can get to the front of the queue. Anyway, yes. moving on. So um, tell me a little bit, restless development in terms of COVID-19. How, how has that been affected? Yeah, I mean, literally, as a charity, we lost 30% of income overnight. Um, so, yeah, it's it's incredibly painful. Um, and to me, it's vital that we don't, you know, that we do ensure that all progress that we've made isn't undone. So, you know, just simple things like the, the flight centre triathlons that, um, that you know, I, I set up and we now organise with lots of other volunteers – you know, that this year would have raised over half a million pounds for charity. And that's, they've either been cancelled or postponed. So there's big funding gaps, um, but yet the requirements and needs of people are greater than they've ever been. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's a real, real challenge. And at the same time, we've got all our existing programmes and yet we're having to pivot a lot of our volunteers' time into fighting COVID-19. So very similar to the UK, you know, helping people make PPE kits, you know, teaching young people about you know, washing hands, social distancing. Um, and um, But these are in countries that just simply don't have any infrastructure. You know, I know it's been really tough in the UK, but, you know, we do have this amazing NHS. We've had so many people raising hundreds of millions of pounds for UK charities, yeah. And yet probably international charities have suffered. But, you know, this is a global pandemic and you have to deal with it globally. Otherwise, it'll just be back. Well, I think that's it, isn't it? Because, um, you know, if, unless we want it just to keep sweeping around the world, we've got to attack it from as, as a one world rather than a separate countries. I think that's really yeah, we important. Do. And it's sad because, 
most countries are going exactly the opposite direction. <laughs> so, you know, at some point you have to realize that you can't just let, you know, the most vulnerable, you know, suffer. So, because otherwise it'll, it'll, it'll affect us as well. <laughs> yeah, of course it will. You know, it just keeps going around. So tell us a little bit about the triathlons because they're pretty amazing events. I, I think you said it was something like yeah. the sports event for, for young people. Yeah, I think that's what I was told it is. I mean, I'm sure someone will challenge that statement, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's good marketing, so I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Um, no, so about five or six years ago, I, you know, it's, this is well known, sport and fundraising are an incredible combination. So you've got, you know, amazing events like the London Marathon, Great North Run, which raise, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds for charity. But when I looked at it, a lot of those are for adults. And I wanted to create sort of almost a London marathon for kids. So it's something that, you know, any young person can do. Um, adults aren't allowed to do that. They make their own. And basically, young people here can help young people around the world. So, um, you know, as with all good ideas, I didn't come up with the actual idea. I just went and asked a lot of young people in schools what it would if I was going to create a sporting event, what would they want to come to? Okay. Um, and triathlon came up again and again. Um, but it, they made it very clear that they didn't want some hardcore individual competitive triathlon that you needed an expensive racing bike and a wetsuit to take part in, but something that was team-based, fun, completely inclusive, and was much more about the fundraising than, than the time that you... Um, to, to do the triathlon so yeah you know we created this event where kids come in teams of four they come up with silly team names there's a lot of awesome foursomes and fabulous fours and weirdly large number of pink fluffy unicorns and <laughs> hamburgers and it, it, the spreadsheet is quite entertaining it keeps you keeps you going at two in the morning when you're trying to work out what what, what all the people are um so yeah, it's for seven to thirteen-year-olds, and you know, all, all we do is we. I, I went into some of the big senior schools with the best facilities and um, begged and borrowed their facilities. So I'm really lucky. I've got Marlborough College, um, Cranley, Royal Russell, Bradfield, and Charterhouse. It all give me their grounds free of charge. Wow. Um, their staff and sixth formers volunteer alongside dresses volunteers and my my poor mum and dad and brother and sister <laughs> and many friends I can collar and um which means all the money we raise goes directly to charity so all the costs are covered um by the sponsors so we have flight center and and um, night frank and and people like that sponsoring it so yeah it's sort of gone from a very small germ of an idea and um this year we, we had four thousand four hundred kids signed up wow. um, across five venues i know for april and may and um as you can imagine they all got <laughs> cancelled yeah. yeah um so it's, it's and that was a hundred assemblies we did between four of us <laughs> so you oh. know we go into stores we talk to the kids about the event about the charity about the difference they've made with the fundraising they did in previous years so the kids are absolutely amazing they love the fact they can see what's happening with the money and the difference they're making yeah um and to, and to me the big side benefit of the whole program is that these are kids who in 10, 20 years will be running businesses in positions of influence. And if they've got that sort of attitude of we can make a difference that mm -hmm. is ingrained now, then 
it'll hopefully make for a slightly better world in 20 years. So, you know, that's the sort of long-term vision. Yeah, so you're creating the uh, corporate responsibility of the future, those those um, responsible leaders. And um, yeah. I think that's... And I have to say, school, schools now, are, I mean, when I was at school, I don't think it was even on the any list of a school's sort of thing to do. But schools are really impressive. And some of the money we raise, that the kids raise in each school that competes, goes to their own chosen charity as well. So okay. we split it between restless development and each. So we have about 60 different charities we support. And the kids are so aware of what the charities do and the difference they're making. So it's definitely big glimmers of hope. Absolutely. And so important, I think, to get them whilst yeah. they're young, to get them into that into that mindset of altruism and, and looking outside yeah. of yeah. ourselves. It's really important. So all the events were cancelled this year. Yep. yep. We've got some allegedly postponed until September, but... Every week that drifts by, you just feel that that's not going to happen. So I think we're, we're getting to the point where we just have to accept that. We have to find an alternative way to raise that half a million pounds. Okay, um, so what have you come up with? <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's slightly frustrating. Having literally, we just closed all the events and they were completely full when COVID hit. So it was a little bit of a disappointing um moment but then I think you know, that's called a massive understatement <laughs> yeah but you know it's it's what's happened to businesses and charities across the world so um so rather than give up on 2020 um we've basically um come up with a new event which is called try this at home so continuing the try so tri um sort of theme um and um the idea is to you know challenge people to to take part in a communal event, but as individuals um, at home or as families. So, and uh, you know, we all know how good phys- sort of exercise is for physical and mental health. But um, I think I hadn't sort of thought about the fact that fundraising's, you know, we were talking about it, it's an outgoing, mm-hmm. outlooking activity. So actually incredibly good for mental health and mm-hmm. maybe understanding while it's tough what we're going through, if you can help other people who maybe you know, in a worse position, it's pretty good for your own sort of thought process. So, yeah, so we, we basically just created a, a new event. We've written an app, uh, which I've never done before. Um, and that's a role we actually, um, Charlotte and Catherine at Restless Development have done <laughs> nearly all the work on that. Because <laughs> um, uh, I used to be involved in a technology company, but I'm not technical, as my children will tell you. <laughs> um, but the, the idea is a really simple idea. So it's the main target still for the seven to thirteen year olds, but it's something families can do together. Um, you can literally go to the website, which is um, trythisathome.co.uk, register literally with a couple of bits of information. It launches on the fourteenth of July, so we're going to register a lot of people, and then on the fourteenth of July, you can download the app, and then there's six different challenges, and you can run them, bike them, walk them, swim them. We don't care at all. It's entirely down to you. Mm-hmm. And there's so the first, the sort of entry challenge is a three kilometer um, crossing the um, iconic Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Um, so it's all based on places around the world. So the idea is you sort of to travel the world to change the world. Um, and then you can choose a five kilometer one, which is through Sydney Harbour, the Opera House, and Darling Harbour. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a 10k one from the Nile River to the pyramids in Cairo. Wow. 
you can do a closer to home 35 kilometer sort of crossing the from Dover to Calais okay. and then all the way up to 130 kilometers which is the, the sort of Mount Everest trail um, challenge um, for which is we, we, we're doing as a family and um, I have three teenagers as well. So I think I'm doing 121 kilometers and they're doing three each. Um, <laughs> seems to be Do you know, I had, <laughs> When you said that, I just had a picture of an awful lot of middle-aged men in Lycra taking to their yes, bicycles yes. <laughs> with small yeah. children trailing along behind them. <laughs> yes, try and drag our kids out with us. But, um, but no, the idea is, is that so you can download the app and you can see your own, how you're getting on. So you don't have to do it all at once or you can Brilliant. do just a three kilometer. Um, and it's from a kid's perspective, it sort of gives a visual representation of all the collective fundraising around the country. And it, it combines everyone's distances. And the goal is to travel the 40,000 kilometers around the world together. Oh, wow. um, and it's sort of, uh, it gives people sort of personal virtual rewards. So it'll give the kids medals as they go through and do their distances. Um, it'll give them sort of fun and educational facts about where they are in the world and the work Restless Development's doing. Um, if they want to be competitive, there is a leaderboard so they can compare how they're doing against others. Um, and it's great. We've got a big social media sort of following. So people like Louis Rolfe, who's an amazing Paralympian cyclist, is getting involved. Uh, Claire Cashmore, who's an eight times Paralympic medalist and world champion in triathlon, is is getting involved and helping us. So the idea is just sort of as a group of individuals to do a collective goal um, and bring us all together, have some fun, do some sports and raise some money. Um, so it's really simple. You literally just go to the website, uh, choose your challenge, download the app, do the challenge, donate five pounds, pass it on. Um, and that is literally the simple thing. Fantastic, and and, um, and I really love the idea that you know you yes you can be competitive if you want, but I think so much of kids' lives is about competition that it's really nice to mm. do something that's a collaborative effort. Yeah, and it's it's trying to keep the what makes the triathlons so fun because when you talk to the kids, they just say you can just do as well as you can do, and yeah. that to me is the whole point. You know, it doesn't matter what your time is. Uh, when we go back to the schools to talk to the kids about the fundraising, we we get on stage and get to talk to the kids who've done the best fundraising programs, not the kids who did the fastest time. Um, so, you know, it's uh, and the goal is to get 100,000 people to take part, raise five pounds each and therefore replace the half a million. So, um, you know, social media will be hopefully going mad and, um, you know, you can start seeing people sort of traveling around the world. I think yeah that sounds like an it sounds like an amazing initiative it also sounds like um that actually if we all really get behind it it's eminently achievable and I know that there have always been lots of kind of challenges I remember it was like the ice bucket challenge and yes <laughs> which wasn't a very pleasant one and I got caught out on that one um but there's lots of you know I think people kind of get into that don't they if they can kind of nominate a friend and get other people yeah. they know involved yeah, absolutely. I mean, the challenge at the moment is there are a lot of challenges. So, you know, if you're on Facebook, it's almost sort of, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So, you know, but this the, the reason we want to do it is that we've seen young people as a group do incredible things and fundraise amazing amounts of money on the triathlons. And, you know, if we can get those same young people spreading it amongst their friends and, and you know, passing it on and, and doing it over the summer holidays 
then you know we really can make a massive difference so but yeah i mean it's there's a there's a lot of challenges out there so it's just i think the difference is because it's a, a, a combined one and you can see it on the app I, yeah. I haven't seen anything that hasn't you know this sort of combined group and collective both so this you can see how much fundraising you've done where we are as a group going around the world so hopefully it'll get people's imaginations going I think it's a great idea, especially this summer when, frankly, let's face it, none of us are probably going to be actually travelling anywhere. Um, well, that's the idea. So if you can virtually travel, it might be as good as we can get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So can you, and have you got on the on the app, can you see where they are? Is there a sort of, you know, you said the Yeah, so you can see and it's, yeah, like you say, it's, it's giving fun facts about where you are in the world and some of the work that we're doing um, around the world. So, and there's on the website, there's loads of really cool fundraising stories from some of the kids who are doing it, who are, I have to say, incredibly creative. Um, yeah. And I know the parents are often very helpful behind the scenes, so, um, <laughs> which I'm endlessly grateful for. But, you know, they, the amount of bake sales and car washes and um i think at the moment sponsored silence is quite a favorite one for the parents <laughs> very happy to pay my children to be quiet at the moment um Aww. but um, we've had loads of kids type like, getting all their old toys and books and selling them on ebay for um charity so the parents like that one because you get a clean bedroom and it doesn't cost yeah. them anything yeah um so i mean they've been really creative and restless are very good at sharing those stories um mm on the website and and on social media which the kids obviously love seeing um, yeah. their stories you know come up so it's good fun it's really interesting well if i put my my therapy hat on uh, you know i think that from a parental perspective as parents you know our job to help them to develop their soft skills so that's you know your initiative creativity social skills critical thinking i mean it sounds to me as though what you're doing ticks all of those boxes big time yeah and it's really interesting when you go back to talking assemblies and you ask the kids sort of what did you know so you just have a hands up moment of what did you do and I'm always amazed how willing you know seven to 13 year olds are to share and they love sharing what they've done and yeah. some of the things they come up with are hysterical um it's the easiest or well, no, just, you know, some of their team names are ridiculous. Okay. And, um, but just, but, you know, we had one school do car washes in all the local villages. Um, and they raised thousands of pounds. Just, wow. I think some people must have had their car washed about seven times because <laughs> I couldn't believe there were that many cars. But, um, you know, the kids had an absolute ball doing it. They raised yeah. thousands of pounds for charity. Um, and, you know, I think the whole of Hampshire had clean cars that for a few weeks. So, Amazing. you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm always really blown away by what they do and, and how willing they are to share it. Um, and on the day, it's really inspiring. The kids absolutely love the event. It's brilliant fun. So I'm kind of gutted because we were supposed to be coming along to support you this year. And we haven't I know. <laughs> Next yeah, year. well, next year, next year, I mean, we've already obviously got five full events. So I think it's actually an opportunity to probably fast track the growth of the number of events. So I've slowly grown it from two to four to five. 
and um, it's a lot of assemblies to do and a lot of very early mornings up and down the motorways to go and talk to the kids. Um, why assemblies always have to be at 8.30 in the morning, I don't know. <laughs> uh, worst retirement plan I ever came up with. Yeah. Um, but, um, but if we've already got five full events, it gives us an opportunity to sort of go to new parts of the country and, and, and engage more schools for 2021. So there is potentially an upside trying to stay positive <laughs> no i think it's no you must because i think um what you're doing is so important and i think when people really understand the impact that that um, restless development has had around the world um you know they it, it's it's a totally it's got to be safe we've got to keep it going so we've yes, got to keep yeah, fighting wonderful. on haven't we <laughs> oh we do and it's great i mean the team at the rest is all fantastic i've got um, uh, some very good friends of mine who volunteer, who I've sort of collared for a little bit of help, who um, do a lot of help, yeah. um, all pro bono for me. So, you know, it's a, we've got a lovely team who work on the programme and um, lots and lots of people who volunteer every year and, and help me. So, no, it's been brilliant fun. And I guess the fact that you were saying to me before we started that Flight Centre, who's one of your big sponsors, aren't they? I mean, you know, the travel industry have been completely clobbered and yet they are still supporting you now, which... You know, they, they've been amazing. So all the, you know, wrestlers don't have lots of people who are, can make posters and do, you know, help us with the branding and everything else. And Flight Centre have helped us with all of that. They're sponsoring the online event. Um, so no, I mean, I'm constantly blown away by Flight Centre and how supportive they are of us. So um, yeah, I cannot thank them enough. Yeah, massive um, And on the day, it's really, yeah, I mean, last year they had... They bought sand and surfboards and everything to the event, so we can't do that. But we can do we can do the best we can online with them, um, oh, yeah. and they're brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. So tell me, what do people do need to do? You've given us a bit of it, but let's give us them a step by step what they need to do to get involved. So really simply, all they have to do is go to their website, which is try this at home.co.uk. Um, so tri this at home.co.uk. Register, which is really, really simple. Um, choose the challenge they want to do, either individually as a family. Um, um, download the app, upload the distance they've done when they've done it, donate five pounds and pass it on. So that is literally it. So, and there isn't an age limit. So you could, you know, you're, it's targeted at 98 teams, but this year, because it's online, anybody can do yeah, that. I mean, to be honest, the lovely thing this year, yes. So the events are seven to 13, but. Um, I mean, anyone can do this at all. I mean, the app is designed more for kids because you get your virtual medals and stuff, but I'm 49 and I love a virtual medal. So, you know, <laughs> it's, um, I don't, you know, yeah, it can be anyone. And the nice thing is it's anyone around the world can do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's the joy of virtual um, is we really can do it, make it a global event. So, um, so no, it's really, really simple to take part. Great fun. Uh, but we will rely, it's, you know, we don't have, any marketing budget i can't spend any money on advertising so i'm entirely reliant on people doing it and sharing it well we will definitely definitely be definitely be sharing it for you and we'll put all the details so on the website much. so that we can get people uh, get people motivated and get them going yeah. and i just think That's you know with lots so much cancelled this summer actually it's one thing that we can all do and uh, that will yeah. be fun as well so I will the idea is, I mean, yes, yeah, sorry. So it, it launches on the 14th of July, but you can register now. And then um, 
it'll last till the end of August and there'll be lots and lots of um, stuff going on around International Youth Day in August as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's basically some like you said, it's something for the summer holidays. And they could be a long summer holidays this summer. Yeah, it could be a very long summer holidays. Um and if people want to do a number of challenges, presumably they can sign up and do more than one challenge and just Yeah, you, know. you you can do as many challenges as you like. So um, you know, you can just go in, pick a new challenge and do the next one up. Um or you can just start on Everest. It's up to you. <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe I'll go go in a little lower than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm regretting my choices already. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Well, I would just like to wish you uh, all the very best because, boy, do you deserve it because I know how hard you've worked because we've done bits and pieces together recently. And, yes. And I know it's a, it is an absolute labour of love and, and you deserve you deserve to make the money um, and we need it around the world because you know uh, there's a lot of people who are really having we think we're having a tough time but it's absolutely nothing mm. you know if you I think my sister's in Zimbabwe I think they have one respirator in the entire country you know yeah, so it's, it's a very similar story across most of the, yeah. the sort of countries we're working in so yeah yeah so we need we need to do this and we need everybody on board so if you're listening uh first off thank you so much jim for joining me uh secondly get your kids involved altruism uh creativity giving to others it's so important and they can get a little bit fit it'll give you something to do over the summer holidays and we can really really make a difference so um there you go a challenge from us for today thank you very much for listening and um i will put the details up on the website so you can find it and join the link we'll put a link so you can go straight through uh to um the restless um restless website and sign up there thank you all very much for joining me thank you alicia that's wonderful it's a pleasure it's a pleasure